Bishop Matthew Adiaminter is an apostle of great faith. God has used him to raise nine people from the dead and perform several miracles, including incredible healings of cancer, HIV AIDS, kidney failures, and many more. He is a healing evangelist, church planter, great teacher, and a mighty prophet who speaks to the nations. He is also an author of many books. In Faith to Faith Hour, he reveals divine secrets and truth. Stay tuned and be blessed. You can be changed in the atmosphere of faith. Miracles take place in the... Father, I want to thank you and bless your holy name. In the name of Jesus, we lift your people before you this morning. Come and visit us in the special way. And bless us as never before. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Today, we're starting a very important topic. I'm looking forward that all of you will be able to understand God's plan for his church. So that we can flow together and get blessed. All that we are doing is good. It's good to work hard and make money. It's good you build good houses. It's God's plan, so it's good. It's good to have a good life. But you do all these things. And you go to heaven. And your expectation is not met because you didn't do certain things for God. Hallelujah. Amen. There's no way you can tell God, oh, let me go back and then change it. Or give me another chance. There will be no chance. Luke chapter 16. Jesus gave a parable. In verse 19. He said, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. This man was rich. There was nothing wrong to be rich. And this man was having party because every day he was eating sumptuously. There's nothing wrong if God has blessed you and every day you want to have a party. You can have a party without announcing it in your home. That means you having good food. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sauce who was laid at his gate desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his socks. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Hallelujah. Amen. That when this poor man, sometimes we think that if you are poor and you die, uh, automatically you're going to heaven. It's not true. 
Hallelujah. Amen. If you are poor and lazy, you don't work, uh, if you are poor and you don't do anything about your situation, heaven is not a reward for you because you are poor. You go to heaven because you do the will of God. The rich man also died and was buried and being in torment in haste. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now here, the rich man also died. We all would die, whether rich or poor. If Jesus tarries, there will be a time that you will go home. In fact, even when you grow old to a certain time, you yearn to die. I remember my grandmom who was 102, and any time I visited, he said, oh, yeah, and I said, oh, where are you going? I mean, it's like a joke, but that was the reality of life. Now, 27. You know, when the man lifted up his eyes and was in hell, he was in torment. I mean, he saw Lazarus, who was doing the will of God. Even though he was poor, he was mindful of the things of God. Then the man make a request. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you will send him to my father's house. Amen. Amen. This man was crying. Now, Jesus said, there's a gulf between the living and the dead. But this man wanted life to be wound back. Amen. Amen. He said, For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses. And the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham. But if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. You know, there are people, they want somebody to come from the grave to come and tell them about the gospel truth before they will repent. Amen. Amen. So this comes to my message, what we call cell system, an effective way of filling the house of God. We need to know God's will for his church. Sometimes people think the church is not important. I mean, some even say, oh, there are too much churches. And that's why even sin is multiplying. Some say there's too much prayer. 
And that's why people have become lazy. Amen. Amen. You know, people have their opinions about a church. But God has his own plan. Jesus says, I will build my church. And the gate of hell shall not prevail. Jesus wants his church to grow. Because that's the only way to eliminate sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus wants his church, the house of God, to be full. Sunday like this, he want to see crowd of people. Despite the COVID. Jesus taught us that where two or three have gathered, he is in their midst. But he wants growth. Point number one. God is never happy to see his house empty or empty chairs in his house. Yes, God wants his house to be full. In fact, even if you talk to musicians, performers, I mean people who perform, when they enter into a theater and they see the crowd, you see their performance goes high. They do incredibly great things. Hallelujah. Amen. And the same way when God appears and he sees the crowd, he begins to manifest his powers. Healing begins to flow. Blessings begin to flow. He begins to prophesy to his people. You see the spirit of God moving the people. God loves show. He wants to show what he can do whenever there is crowd. So he wants heaven to be packed full. He wants his church to be packed full. He wants where his name is mentioned to be packed full. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 14. Luke 14. Luke 14. This will give us the concept of God. It will give us the mentality of God as far as his house is concerned. Jesus gave this parable the parable of the great supper. Amen. We should not give in to the letanies of excuses people will give to us why they cannot come to church. Verse 15 it said, Now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. To some people, what you eat is very important. You know, a man was sitting with Jesus at the table. He heard Jesus preaching. And he said, Hey, in the kingdom, those who have the opportunity to eat, they are blessed. Then Jesus a certain man. You know, if you read Jesus' parables, it starts with what? A certain man. 
Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many. You know, when you are having a party and you invite people, you want to see many coming. And the same way God wants to see invitation to his house, people, many responding. Amen. Supernatural faith to raise the dead. And Jesus said, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. In this book, Bishop Adamenza, whom God has used to raise nine people from the dead, shares his experiences and that of other men of God, like Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Bishop Adamenza challenges young ministers how they can receive faith and the anointing to raise the dead and the dying. Supernatural faith to raise the dead is a mastery. Grab a copy now. God of Miracles, Signs and Wonders By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. This book contains mind-blowing and incredible testimonies, healings, miracles, signs and wonders done in the glorious name of Jesus Christ through the ministry of Bishop Adiaminsa. He reveals the step-to-step -step approach about how to grow in the Word of God, the levels of anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the power of faith to have miracles signs and wonders in your life and ministry through the simplicity of preaching the gospel. God of miracles, signs and wonders is a must read. Grab your copy now. And the man was watching. This is strictly by invitation. If you are not considered as VIP, you are not invited. He sent a message. Everything is ready. Come. For all things are now ready. May every good thing by God be ready for you. But they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. When you invite people to church, then you hear excuses. That this Sunday, I need to cook for my husband. You know, every Sunday I cook for my husband. Oh, this Sunday I have one or two things. I need to clean my room. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see some of their excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. 
And the party is taking place five to six going. It's starting because the party was a supper. So if somebody comes and says, I bought a land and I have to go and see it in the evening, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, that's the time he's going to inspect his land. What the person telling you? He's what? Lying. So people, when they come to church, people can lie. Meaning, though that I remember I used to follow up Sunday morning and some would tell, I've been eating, no. I've been eating this one. That I'll come to church. People can lie. I don't have shoe. Oh, yesterday, my chalet went, it got torn. And I have to go and fix it. They give you all kinds of scripts. So God knows that people can lie if you invite them to church. Hallelujah. Amen. I once invited someone, he said, when I come to church, I said, sneezing. So, I don't want to embarrass myself. So, excuse me, I cannot come. I'm going to inspect my land. The surveyors are all there, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock. They are going to be there. Hallelujah. Amen. And another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen. You know, in those days, they use oxen to plow. So when you buy an oxen, you have to test whether they can work on the land before you pay. Because somebody can sell a sick oxen. He said, oh, my oxen, he works by But this oxen, me, I didn't want to sell it. But he's lying. The rules at that time is you have to do what? Test. So if you want to test an oxen on your farm, what time? Is it daytime that you have to test? The party was coming on in the evening and he said, I'm going to test my... So he was what? Lying. So my skills are just a blatant lie. I remember when I was a student, there was a guy for three months, he was not coming to school. And then he came and our lecturer was asked, he asked him, where have you been? He said, sir, I was admitted. I nearly died. I was at Akraji. The teacher asked, he said, so Akraji, which part is it located? Amen. Amen. A woman that was scammed by a, a very romantic man that is going to have a wedding. And the wedding, Pope is going to bless the wedding. And that wedding, Obama is coming, Putin is coming, Sarkozy, France. And then, guess who is going to perform? Elton John. They are all going to perform. And for eight months, this woman believed 
everything. Until he heard the announcement that the wedding was supposed to come on 15th July. 14th July, Pope is at Peru. South America. Then he said, how can Pope be there and fly all the way to Italy to come and bless our, this is not vertical. That was what brought the whole thing to life. So people can lie. And if you want to become a soul winner, don't believe the lies of people. Amen. Amen. One time I invited a young man to church. You know, this was Takrade. And we had an arrangement. I'll pick him in the morning. In the morning when I went to the house, he has no bath. And then they had to call him. He came about 20 minutes. Oh, are you still here? Oh, uh, okay. You go. I will, I will come. I said, no, I'll wait for you to bath. When he finished bathing, he was asking one of the sisters, where's the comb? And after all this, he came to tell me that. Mini shoe. Then I said, take my shoe. I will go barefooted. And then he said, oh, about the mother. Oh, and I said, I'll address Sheshua. Then he went in, dress up, and I took him. Today he's in Church of Pentecost. <laughs> Another said, I've married a wife. I am married. You see, and the Bible rule is if you marry, you have to spend one year. You don't go to war, you don't do anything. That's what the Bible says. So I've married a wife. I cannot come. If you want to become a soul winner, don't give in to excuses. If you are married, this is a dinner. The king's dinner. And just imagine if you've married and you are taking your wife to the king's dinner. I mean, the woman will love it. That is the appropriate time. You know, normally they will wear, what they call it, bareback, eh? Bareback. And the tree says, Amen. Amen. But no, he said, I'm married, so I can't come. So the message was sent to the man. Verse 21. So that the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, this is what the people told me. I've come to tell you. But the man was what? Angry with who? The servant. So if we buy into the excuses of the people, God will be what? Angry with us. Some of oh, we come to report to God. Oh, they say they cannot come to church. Oh, they say they don't have money. Oh, they say this. Oh, they say that. Oh, no, God will be angry with you. And so he said, come on, go and, and invite everybody, the sick 
I don't care whether they have dresses or whatever they are. Go and bring them so that my house may be full. On the street. Bring them in. That is the message of God. Those on the highways. We have to go and bring them in. It is the duty of every Christian. Not only pastors. But every Christian. My prayer is that you will get this message. In your office, you need to bring people. They will give excuses, but you need to help them. Audacity of Faith is another faith blockbuster book from the Apostle of Faith, Bishop Matthew Adiamensis Stable. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Matthew 11:12. Bishop Adiamensis reviews faith is a supernatural force higher than the natural force. Faith breaks protocol with church. Faith suspends natural law with immunity and provides exemptions. The book is full of super sensational testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders done through impunity, indemnity and immunity, audacity of faith. Grab your copy now. Supernatural Faith to Raise the Dead And Jesus said, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. In this book, Bishop Adamensa, whom God has used to raise nine people from the dead, shares his experiences and that of other men of God like Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Bishop Adamensa challenges young ministers how they can receive faith and the anointing to raise the dead and the dying. Supernatural faith to raise the dead is a must read. Grab a copy now. You know, the apostolates, the Pentecost, you know, and we love their band. Kim, 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 we love. And as young men, we will plan, we're going to dance. How we are going to dance in the place. So we'll go and dance, and we dance, uh, uh, any dance, we dance. But when it comes to altar call, then we'll say, well, Dodge. When they say, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, we say, well, Dodge. So when you don't know Jesus, there's so many ideas in your mind. The devil will plan so many things. Hallelujah. Amen. I once wanted to lead a certain lady to Christ. This was a very beautiful lady. And do you know what he told me? He said, if only you become my boyfriend, I will go with you to your church. Amen. Amen. So, excuses. And then he said, Amen. Amen. We have done that. All the land. 
We have done it. Verse 22. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded. And still there is room. Verse 23. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges. You see, highways stand for people who sometimes people became members of this church. They had they were just on the way. I will cut them right here. Sometimes they are traveling. I've led people who were traveling to Kumasi and they became born again. And hedges. Hedges are where people hide. You know where they do corny, corny. Amen. Hallelujah. Where you can't see them well. Ghettos. Ghettos are hedges. Amen. That is the hedges. He said, go there and get them. Hallelujah. And compel them to come. It means force people to receive Christ. I once led a young man who was traveling. He had his bag. He came in here. We had all the service. We finished. Then after he said, I, I don't even know why I'm here. I said, no. You have to receive Christ. And he did. So compare them. I once met a Muslim. And he was arguing with me that Jesus didn't die. You know, the Ahmadiyyats. I said, so what about tonight? Jesus revealed himself to you. So if I see it, I will believe. I pray with this young man. The following morning by six, he was knocking at my door. He said, just tonight, a man walked in. The whole house was full of light. And he came, he showed me his palm. His side wounds and said, I'm Jesus. You say I did not die. What are you seeing? And the same day, I took this young man to my pastor and he was baptized the same day. Don't be a lazy Christian, don't be a lazy soul winner. If you want to have a crown in heaven, be a soul winner. It is more souls you bring to the Lord that will endure to your crown. It's not just sitting in the church. It's not just dressing up. It's not just the blessing God is giving you. It is what you do for Jesus. Point number two. God wants us to enlarge the tent of our churches for greater blessings. Turn with me to Isaiah 54 verse 1 to 3. Cell system is a way to break barrenness. You see, with the cell system, we break spiritual barrenness and it brings in people to the Lord. That's why you must belong to a home cells. It's a single barren. You who have not bound, break forth into singing and cry aloud 
you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married. Verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cause and strengthen your stakes. You know, sometimes some of us, we want a small church. Some people come me, oh, pastor, uh, me, I want to be in a church very small. If we are few, eh, then the blessing can be greater. You are selfish. Is that for you? You shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate city inhabited. So you enlarge your tent. Everybody say, enlarge your tent. If you want growth, you have to enlarge your tent. You need to expand your territory. You don't just sit down and growth will come. Sometimes we expect growth, but we don't do anything. We just sit down, expect it. You can fast, you can pray, but nothing will happen. We must have appetite for growing our churches. Into mega churches. Psalm 81, verse 10 to 13. You know, if you are a believer and you want even blessings, you must have appetite for blessings. You look at the attitude of Esau. Esau thought, oh, I'm the firstborn, so it will come to me. But look at the attitude of Jacob. He was a man who had appetite for blessings. Amen. Amen. You must have appetite. For blessings. For your own self, you must have appetite to succeed. You must have appetite for prosperity. You don't just sit down and it will fall on your laps. And when you have appetite, you will pray, you will fast, you will confess it. And by faith, it will come. Come on, receive it now. But if you don't have appetite for growth, you can stay in one bedroom in Accra here for 30 years and you will see nothing wrong with it. You can live in chaos for so many years and you will not see anything wrong in living in chaos. If you don't have appetite for growth, if you don't have appetite to upgrade yourself, you can stay in somebody uncompleted house for so many and you think, oh, it's good. I don't pay any bill. I don't pay. And you don't know that you are sabotaging your own blessings. You must have appetite. My prayer for you that you will have appetite. Appetite for growth. Appetite for blessings. Appetite for increase. Appetite to succeed. The Bible says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wild and I will fill in. God is saying, open your mouth wild. 
So if you open your mouth small size, God will fill in small size. If you open it medium size, God will fill in medium size. If you open it extra large, like mine, I want extra, extra light. Amen. God will fill in. Your situation will not just change unless you have attitude and you have appetite for growth. Supernatural faith to raise the dead. And Jesus said, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. In this book, Bishop Adamanza, whom God has used to raise nine people from the dead, shares his experiences and that of other men of God, like Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Bishop Adiminsa challenges young ministers how they can receive faith and the anointing to raise the dead and the dying. Supernatural faith to raise the dead is a must read. Grab a copy now. Audacity of Faith is another faith blockbuster book from the Apostle of Faith, Bishop Matthew Adiminsa's stable. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. Matthew 11:12. Bishop Adiminsa reviews faith as a supernatural force higher than the natural force. Faith breaks protocol with check. Faith suspends natural law with immunity and provides exemptions. The book is full of super sensational testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders done through impunity, indemnity and immunity, audacity of faith. Grab your copy now. see me years ago that I should pray for him. I said, for what? He told me I've lived in a certain house for 35 years. I have five children. All of them, I had them in that house. The landlord loved me so much that I was a caretaker. I mean, I collect the light bill, everything. I was on top. Now the man is dead. And the children have taken all the privileges from me. And now they said I should leave the house. I said, so what do you want me to pray that you remain? 35 years. I said, how many rooms were you occupying? So a big room that I have divided them. I have Holy of Holies where myself and my wife and the holy place for my children. I said, go. I, I'm thinking of the prayer. I will pray. You go. Amen. Amen. You can't stay in somebody's house 35 years and you will not make any effort. Hallelujah. Amen. So if we don't have appetite for growth, you will remain in your situation. Nothing will change. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 11 says, But my people will not heed my voice. 
and Israel will not have none of me. You know, God even was angry. So I've asked you to open your mouth. I've asked you to declare great things. I ask you to declare your prosperity. But you don't want to do it. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsel. May you not walk in your own counsel. May you walk in the counsel of Jehovah so that it will be well with you and that you will prosper in your way. Come on, receive it now in the name of Jesus. Now, now look at verse 13, what God is saying to his people. He said, oh, that my people will listen to me. That Israel will walk in my ways. May you listen to God. Everybody here, I say, may you listen to God. And may you walk in the ways of God. May you listen to God and walk in his way. And it will be well with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Without preparing verses like home cell system, there will be no supernatural increase in membership. You know, sometimes we expect supernatural. We pray, we fast, and we just expect God to turn things around. But God has a system. You have your part to play, and God also has his part to play. Second Kings chapter 4 verses 2 to 6. This woman was married to a prophet and this prophet had no vision. He had no desire to prosper. He had no desire to do anything. He was only fasting and praying and declaring things. He was prophesying to addicts. Go to verse 1. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditors is coming to take my two sons to be slaves. Your servant, oh, by you man of God, Elijah, you, you know him. He was very faithful into the things of God. Prayer meetings, he was there. Everything, you know, he was serving God. But when he died, we are owing. May that not be your story. Sometimes if you are a woman, you need to stir up your husband. I'm not saying put pressure. There's a difference between putting pressure and doing what? Stirring them up. This man has assumed, oh, why I'm doing that, God will automatically bless me. But when he died, the creditors went to court and they saw some junction and the court granted them and said, come on, go and sell. If the man, he doesn't have furniture. So, oh no, that, he's a prophet. It's only bare room. He doesn't have any land. No. He, he doesn't have anything. Okay. He's got two sons. Okay. Go and seize the two sons. You see, if you don't do what God expects you to do, you leave your sons and daughters to carry unnecessary burden in life. After you are gone, you create a whole lot of mess for them. And it is our baby. What Nakafua no call? So this woman ran to the prophet. But look at what the prophet said. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Most of times you have the answer. Amen. Amen. Then he said, 
Tell me, what do you have in the house? And he said, your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Sometimes we have something, but we look down upon those things. You know, because our expectation is that somebody from somewhere will do something. So we look down upon what you can do and what you have, the skills, the talent, ability to do certain things. So the man of God said, then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. We have to go and gather empty vessels. People who have no knowledge of God, people who need Christ, people who have troubles, people who are going through all kinds of things, and bring them before the presence of God as an empty verses, and God will fill them in. <laughs> Now go back to verse 3. There is something there. Then he said, go, borrow verses from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. You know, some of us have this mentality. When I was a boy, people would come to my grandmother's house. Oh, mommy, you don't have any plantain. I just want one figure. But it's not one figure. They need. So my grandmother said, go and get her some. And I will go as a kid. And I'll just take one figure and bring it. My grandmother said, no, he's not asking for uh, get a bench. And you see, he told him, don't borrow few. And when she started filling the oil, and it got to the last one, the miracle ceased. It depends on your availability. God's miracle cannot cross that line. You must make vessels available so that the blessings can flow. I see the blessings of God flowing. I see them flowing in your life. It is time for you to change your mentality about church planting. It's time for you to change your mentality about your own life. It's time for you to see God as your source of blessing and begin to do things. Make available a room. Stretch forth your tent. Expand your tent and let God bring in the blessings and the increase. But six. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full. That she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil says, you see, you can never fill your church beyond the size of your church. Until we launch out and let down our net, which is a form of establishing home cells. We will miss the miraculous catch of soul winning. You don't sit down and pray that oh church should increase. No, you launch out. You go out. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus met Peter and his friends. 
The Bible said they had fished throughout the night. They caught nothing. So Jesus said, let me have your boat. They gave their boat. So after Jesus used their boat, Jesus spoke to them and said, lunch forward. Amen. Amen. And let down your nets. Peter said, Lord, we have We've tried all the night. But we caught nothing. But nevertheless at your word. Maybe you've not gotten this revelation. But you will say, Bishop, nevertheless because of this preaching, I'm going to try it. They let down the net. The Bible said they had a catch. That now the net was breaking. And when they had done this, they caught a great multitude of fish. And their net was breaking. Now the blessings was flowing. I can see the blessings of God overflowing in your life. As you become obedient in winning souls for the Lord. Inviting people to the church. I can see the blessings of God overflowing in your life. I can see it overflowing. It's time for us to experience over and above blessings. Some of us, we have above blessings, but there is over and above. When we follow Jesus' way, our church will grow. Amen. Amen. Number one, they started from 120, at 115. The day of Pentecost, they were 120. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples, although the number of names was about 120. You see, when Jesus was being taken up, 500 people saw him. And Jesus asked them to go and wait. While they were waiting, this one said, I, I need to go and check my cocoa farm. You see, uh, let me go and see my cocoa farm. This one said, oh, it's a long time. I, I need to go and check some business. I need to. And from 500, they were reduced to 120. There are people who can wait for the blessings. But some also are too in hurry, you know, to miss the blessings. From 120, they grew up to 3,000. Acts chapter 2, verse 40. Peter preached and 3,000 souls were saved. And from 3,000, the believers established home cells. In Acts 2, 46. So continuing daily with one accord, in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. Amen. Amen. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity and heart. Now let's go to Acts chapter 4 verse 4. However, many of those who heard the word believed. And the number of the men came to be about 5,000. So from 3,000, they went to what? 5,000. That should be your lot. From 5,000, they became multitude. So, home sales is an inexpensive way to guarantee daily streams of people to be added to our membership. Acts 5, 42, Acts 6, 1, Acts 16, so the churches were strengthened in faith and increased in number 
Lift up your hands. Say this prayer after me, Lord. Lord, I dedicate myself. I dedicate myself for spreading. For spreading. Preaching. Preaching the gospel. The gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. That I'll be a vessel. That I'll be a vessel. That I'll be a vessel. Vessel of honor. Vessel of honor. A vessel for the gospel. A vessel for the gospel. That through me. That through me. Others will be saved. Others will be saved. Father, we pray for grace. We pray for unction. And by the power of the Holy Spirit. One more time we say, Hallowed be thy name, Lord. And show forth yourself, Lord. And grant the willing heart the ability. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for watching Faith to Faith R. You're welcome to worship with us, Gospel Light International Church, next to Orion Cinema, in Chroma Circle, or visit any of our branches near you. Please call us for deliverance, prayer, and counseling. And you may order a copy of this DVD or books by the Bishop. Call 0261-984-098 or any other numbers on the screen. If the Lord has touched you to financially partner us for this broadcast or scholarship for needy students as well as for rural missions, send your donations to Ecobank account, Gospel Light International Church, account number 0300-944-023-99401, Ring Road Central Branch. We hope to see you. God bless you.